Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Okay, today we will be covering Psalm 27. Now the first part, verses 1 through 6, is a confession of trust and confidence to God. The second part, verses 7 through 14, is a prayer for help. Now the psalmist appears to be under some urgent threat, characterized in various ways as evildoers, adversaries, foes, army war, which is causing a lot of anxiety and fear. And in that sense, it's an appropriate psalm, especially in the age that we are living in with our many worries. I'm sure all of us can list out our perceived threats, virus, finances, bigotry, parental opposition. So the psalm is a reminder that instead of going the way of self-reliance to go the way of trust in God, and there are many reasons given here for this trust. Now, verse 1 says, The Lord is light and my salvation. He is the stronghold. Verse 5, He is the shelter, and then He is the tent, or refuge. Because of this, David, who penned this psalm, writes in verse 14, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Notice that David is very honest. He is not image-keeping, pretending that he has got things all under control. No, he admits his fears and his anxieties, and he calls out to God. And it's a reminder to all of us, when we are feeling weak, drained of our strength, feeling anxious, instead of escaping or drowning ourselves in some activity, even ministry, to go to God. Only He can provide the necessary refuge. Now how? Not by saying, don't worry, be happy. Not necessarily by guaranteeing our well-being. But going to God means being given this perspective. That no matter what, when it comes to the big problems of our lives, our sin, our eternal destiny, our purpose, our need for security and belonging and forgiveness, all of that is fulfilled in God in the gospel. When we come to God in prayer, we are reminded that He is in control and therefore we are ultimately taken care of and that He is with us. And that's why God is addressed in the following way in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now verse, verses 1 through 3 shows two potential responses, fear or faith. Either you give in to your fear or be confident that God will be there to guide you through this period. Now moving on, the psalmist talks about the threats to his life. There is a physical threat in verses 2 through 3. Evildoers assail me, it says. War rises against me. And then in verse 12, we have a different threat. There are false witnesses that have risen up and who breathe out violence. In other words, opposition comes from many different sources. I think this is true to our experience as well. We find when we are anxious, it seems to be coming from many different directions, doesn't it? perceived physical threats for us in the form of disease or social anxiety. Also, there are false witnesses spreading rumors, misinterpreting your actions, perhaps, or as a church from social media and negative blogs. And of course, our family gets wind of that, and it's usually not received positively. So how does a psalmist cope with such different uh, sources of threat? In verse 4, he finds refuge in the house of the Lord. He says, One thing I have asked of God, to be with him all the days of my life, and he will protect me. And this, of course, is a prayer. It's not just having that carved out um, time. Sorry, this is prayer. This is what prayer is. But it's through a continual fellowshipping with God throughout your day. So whenever you find yourself worried or anxious, I want to encourage you to say a quick prayer, to lift up your eyes to him, to be reminded that God is there, to learn to meditate on scripture so that there is content to your prayer. And as we do so, we will find in him that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I hope that you've had such moments throughout your day and week to go to God. Verse 5, um, he, it says, He will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. 
God will reassure us no matter what we may be going through, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will be with us. Um, I kept thinking about verse 4 and how uh, what D David desires here. He desires what? To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. And I was thinking, who could he ref be referring to? Who dwells or lives in the house of the Lord? Isn't it priests? The priests do. Their lodging was in the courts of the Jewish temple. So David expressing this, that he wished he could be like one of them, or he could be um, like them in their, uh, where they constantly attended to the public service of God, along with other faithful Israelites, really challenged me. He desired this in the midst of evildoers assailing him, adversary and foes wanting to see him stumble and fall. And I just thought, wow, when I'm against such trying forces, I don't think that is what I desire. I desire for injustice and evil to end. I desire for my own safety and protection and think about myself mainly. But David was not like this. He instead desired to dwell in God's temple. And I wonder why. It's because that's where God resided. He knew that if he were to be um, away from the temple, he would sojourn away from the source that would keep him true towards God and his commitment to him. So I had to ask myself, what is the one thing I desire? What is the one thing I could ask of God? And I hope it would be to have such close communion with him. I'm not there yet, but I desire to get there one day. Yeah, and then moving on in verse 7 through 10, this is a prayer for help in the midst of trouble. So are there, there are these imperatives. Hear, be gracious, hide not turn not. Notice the tone of this prayer. It does not come from a position of entitlement. David doesn't expect God to answer his prayer. And this is important that when we pray, we must remember not to obligate God to answer. We don't demand that he come through for us. He doesn't have to. So how should we approach God in prayer? With a humble entreaty, like the psalmist says here, recognizing our position as sinners before a holy God. And finally, in verses 11 through 14, the psalmist asks God to teach because, of course, we need instruction. God's word gives us needed guidance towards the level path. Especially when your fears start to take over, we can go to his word and now allow it to speak into our emotions. Now, God's word can allay our fears, reminding us of the truths that ground us again. So this psalm teaches us to have courage, to have faith. And how does one arrive at this? Prayer and his word. May we experience this regularly, that we may face whatever challenges that may come our way in 2021. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Have a good day, guys.